You are listening to audio recorded at the Village Church. For more information, go to villagechurchbaltimore.com. Hi, I'm Tim. I'm a junior at Hopkins. Um, so I came from a non-religious family. Um, I've always the only experience I really had was my parents sent me to this Christian preschool and I was really confused because they didn't believe in Christ or God or anything like that. Um, but I quickly switched out after and that was really anything church related until eighth grade when my friends invited me to come. Um, and at first, I feel like this isn't too uncommon, but I started going to church for a girl. Uh, <laughs> but afterward, I started um, really enjoying the welcoming community um, and like the people there, the friends that I made there, but I still didn't really believe. Um, I enjoyed singing the songs and spending time with uh, my brothers and sisters in Christ and fellowship, but I didn't really understand why they were so passionate about some God they couldn't really see, um, they couldn't talk to, um, that they couldn't hear almost. Um, and that was until sophomore year where uh, he really showed himself to me because that was one of the roughest years of my 20-year life and um, it was pretty bad where it got to the point I was pretty sad every day. Um, after school, I'd just cry and um, yeah, so there was a lot of family stuff going on um, I lost a best friend, like, not, like, we got in a big fight, <laughs> um, and, but that summer was also the first year I went on, um, my first church retreat, which I always viewed as too intense, because it was just, like, a full, like, week-long thing of just nonstop, like, sermons and worship, um, but God really met me there, um, and I actually don't know why I signed up to go. Um, I think I, he, he was just moving in me that time. Um, but he really broke my like ideology um, and the way I was raised where I was supposed to just grow up and do things myself and the only person I could rely on was myself. Um, and that's where I took my first step with God and that's where I accept, accepted him. Um, but from there, my struggles didn't really disappear. Um, but he was there, and I could always rely on him. Uh, Psalms 126, verse 5 says, Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. Um, throughout high school and college, I continued my walk with God. And while I still uh, struggle with my own sins, and while I'm still broken and struggle um, on certain days, just with my past, um, I thought it was time for me to publicly declare my faith so I could share this and hopefully help a couple out, uh, others out there. Um, and I think that's really the beauty of it. Even though I didn't grow up Christian, um, even though I still have a broken life, God sent his son Jesus to like die and he promised a future without pain. Um, Matthew 5 verses 3 through 4 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Um, no matter where we're at, any of us can accept Christ into our lives, and I think that's more, the reason, uh, more than enough reason to rejoice and for me to share this news as I continue forward.
Thank you. So good morning, my name is Tracy. I'm a first year dental student at the University of Maryland, Baltimore. And I moved to this area in August, but at, the, at my first visit to this church, um, it, struck, it stuck out to me as one that pours out more than it keeps in, able to reach the lost in a way that I've never really witnessed before. So as I get baptized here today, I will also be sharing my story of faith. Church has always been a fundamental part of my life. Um, my family and I were heavily involved at church and my closest friends were from church. Um, I did all the things, Sunday school, youth group, small group, but when it came time to leave the Nestor College at Virginia Tech, like Tim, I knew I didn't have genuine faith. Immediately, I involved myself in a Christian fellowship. I joined partly out of familiarity and comfort, but I also silently longed for a radical testimony of, um, of finding Jesus in college. But the years passed and my heart hardened. I was not finding my identity in Christ as I knew I should, but instead in the ways that I felt gypped of the faith that I thought I should already have had. I was alone in a sea of believers who were on fire for a God who wouldn't listen to my prayers through the air for faith. By the time my senior year rolled around, I was ready to give up on my fellowship and Christianity itself for the ways that they had failed to meet my lofty expectations. However, God convicted a friend to invest more deeply in my search for faith, and we started reading The Reason for God by Tim Keller. So at the end of the semester, I was encouraged, but also near my breaking point. I've tried to find God for 21 years, and you know, maybe I'm just not one of his chosen people. But as a latch-ditch effort, I attended a church college retreat in early 2018, and um, I've always had high expectations to find God somewhere in the emotions and spiritual highs of retreats, but I left again disappointed. I had two thoughts. Maybe the prayers, words, and tears poured over me are useless. Or maybe I should read the Bible. And in God's sovereignty, I started reading the Gospel of Matthew. Love your enemies, the Lord's Prayer, the Golden Rule, I never knew you. Ask and you shall receive. I've heard these words countless times, but there was never any transfer from head to heart. But as I read the Sermon on the Mount, suddenly I believed. That's literally all there was to it. There were no tears, no radical testimony, no sudden lifestyle change, but I can tell you that it was different. One moment I was dead reading gum paper and the next I was alive and redeemed forever. That's different. The familiarity of the Sermon on the Mount and the vividness of realizing I believed what I read for the very first time proves to me that salvation is not at all based on anything I can do, how hard I try, or how long I do it. Only God can soften the heart. I graduated that spring and I took 2018 to 19 as a gap year. During this time, I ended up co-leading a small group of 10th grade girls. I'd expected that my sinful desire to be the perfect Christian would somehow poof away after salvation, but God doesn't make the Christian life that easy. I ended up finding much of my identity in how much I served and how much work I put in. And reflection over the year this past summer led me to realize my false worship. As scared as I was to move to a new city, God gave me this opportunity to start afresh, to grow in pursuing Christ in my personal devotion out of the recognition of man. So five years after the difficult growing season that was college, I'm again in a new city, looking for community and learning to balance school with my greater purpose. Many things still look the same, but I now view it all with a new lens. I for sure still struggle with idolizing the title of Christian. It's still jarring to go from feeling known and loved at home to feeling like a stranger in a new city. And I still focus too much of my efforts and worth in my academics, but I also know that Christ has covered my filth from eternity past to eternity future. 
I don't think I could explain exactly how frustrating this faith journey was for me throughout college, but some days it was all I could think about. Why not me, God? Where are you? I realize now that when I felt forgotten by God, he had already forsaken his son for my salvation. And just as Christ pursued me relentlessly, I want to partner with the village in pursuing each other, the city, and our personal circles. I'm getting baptized today as a representation of a new life founded on Christ's sacrifice. No longer do I have to give all of my efforts to finding God when he's already given his life to me so I can live. God has shown his abundant love and grace, and I want to thank you for joining me in recognizing his providence and love to his unworthy child.